This is good. Yeah, this is all really good advice. So, so what will happen is she'll ask me to help her masturbate, basically. And then I'll be like, well, hold on. Let me just uh, get a tampon out and my rubber gloves. And uh... Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with a proprietary blend of candor, humor, and deadpan delivery. We have a fun list of salacious topics to cover today. But before we get to them, I am Keith, coming at you from the sunny Caribbean island of St. Lucia. My co-host is Mike, slumming it in California. How's it going, Mike? It's pretty cold here. Uh, I hear mm. it's warmer there. Yeah, it's been 85 and sunny for the last two weeks I've been in the Caribbean, so not bad. Not bad. Um, We'll get going with the titillating analysis shortly. But first, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Please tell your friends about the show. Please send us feedback about the show. We pay $10 for any feedback received, and we can be reached at YMMVPod on Twitter or at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We also respond to questions we receive there, some of them on the show, unless you ask us to keep it private, which we will absolutely respect. Okay, Mike, I don't have any hilarious patter today. Should we jump into watching and analyzing this porn clip you have for us? Sure. As always, it's uh, it'll be the link to it will be in the show notes. Um, and uh, I know people love that because it's it's always the link that I post that gets the most clicks. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, start 11 minutes into it. So it'll probably take you a second to get to the 11 oh, minute yeah. mark. Let me see here. Okay. Um, so at, at 11 zero zero is the timestamp. Exactly. Okay. So uh, yeah. And um, what we'll do for new listeners is we oh, will- no. Uh, listen to it together. Uh, Keith's already unhappy. I can hear, uh, and we will. Um, I'll, I will uh, narrate it a little bit, and we'll maybe listen to. We'll maybe watch rather the first thirty seconds, starting from eleven minutes, uh, and then we can discuss it. Maybe maybe a little more. So okay. whenever you're ready, Keith. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to begin in three, two, one. Beginning. So there's a woman. Uh, sitting next to a man on a couch and he has some sort of weird black mask over his head. She is rubbing his naked <laughs> penis. Uh, she sort of stopped. It's twitching a little bit. She, so this sort of establishes the shot kind of nice. She's rubbing mostly toward the tip of it. Uh, she's got her body situated so you can definitely see what's going on. He's nodding mm-hmm. his head and she's using her right hand. I'm guessing he's nodding because something's about to happen. Oh, he's breathing heavily. And oh my goodness, he's just spewing Wow. Semen all over the place, like a sprinkler. Uh, <laughs> his legs are kind of going all over the place. This is so unattractive. She said something to him. She's still rubbing him quite vigorously, even though I think he might yeah, be finished. I think the time for that is over. Yeah. and But she's just continuing, continuing, continuing. It's actually getting kind of cringy for me. Is something else going to happen here or can we? I'm not sure. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We're almost a minute into it, so oh my goodness, she's just yeah. Okay, let's let's pause here. Yeah. Okay, she's done. Well, not really. I mean, she was continuing to stimulate even after, uh, at a point where the stimulation is clearly not pleasurable. Yeah. Um. Okay. Actually, she First pulled off, her hand off right after. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right after, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to that. So. All right. Yeah, so okay. maybe we should have said what the title of this video is before we started, but it is end of no nut November, huge cum shot edged for a month. Oh, okay. month. yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that cum shot was, I mean, it would be above average for me, but I didn't think that was a particularly huge cum shot. <laughs> it's a little hard to say. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I agree with that. It was, I think it was more than above average. I think it was sort of 95th or higher percentile. Uh, it would take sure. some effort to produce sure, that much. Given that title, uh, I was expecting something spectacular. And I'm a little disappointed, to be frank. That's, yeah, I'll have to do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, these guys look like they're in some sort of, yeah, this looks like a motel or something. And given the, uh, I don't know how to say this, the lack of passion between these two, this seems like it could be a uh, prostitution thing. What do you think? I like the jar of mayonnaise or something like that on the ground. Maybe it's, it's not lubricant. Mayonnaise. It's, it's well. going to be coconut oil, I think. <laughs> All right. 
So I, um, I, yeah, I'm not, it's, it's very unclear uh, what the, the setting is in terms of, I, I don't know, like it could just be someone's apartment and they're a couple. Um, but yeah, it's a little dingy. Uh, the, the, uh, the way, the way that she operates on his penis, does that seem familiar to you in terms of like how you would operate on your penis? Um, let me go back just to see a clip. I mean, to be clear, like it's, it's, you know, I mean, the, uh, not a whole lot of mobility on the foreskin, lots of kind of direct, uh, lubricated rubbing across the head. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. And the reason I bring that up, I bring this up, I think every time yep. we have something where there's, um, hand job or male masturbation is like, this is just not at all how I use my penis. Yeah. This man is circumcised. He appears to have a circumcision that is quite tight. Like I do. Uh, this doesn't look too wrong to me, actually. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Th- like uh, when I see this, I think like this would be really super uncomfortable, even though I too am circumcised, just not as tightly, tightly as some men. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's like, so, so this is a, uh, this is what it takes normally. Yeah. All right. I just rewatched this through. I've, I've had enough. Can we move on, please? Oh, you didn't not, not a big fan of it. <laughs> it too much not. maleness. You don't want to talk about the weird black hood he's wearing and so forth. Well, I don't know why he's wearing a hood. I it, like in the middle of his orgasm, he like clenches his like legs and, and butt cheeks and like lifts them off. Like he's having some sort of really powerful experience. It, it just feels so masculine and male. It's off putting. Mm, okay. I actually found it not as masculine because he's, uh, because he's so like sort of submissive in the role or whatever. I mean, he's like, he's not. It's not, I mean, it's not a very masculine posture or sort of no, it's not. behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't like that much dick in your porn. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. it hard to enjoy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is immediately, that's our first topic here also has to do with <laughs> a man orgasming, but here we go. This person says, felt penis penis felt felt penis vibrating in my mouth as he came last night my boyfriend and i had like hour-long sex after we hadn't had sex in what felt like forever like 10 days so he warned me he was going to have a huge load i always finish him off and let him come in my mouth but this time i literally felt like a vibrating sensation as it came out for just a second his dick legitimately tingled in my mouth as the cum came out Uh, And we're going to get into the her word choice here of tingled, but um, let me just finish. Mm. Is this a thing or was it just because he had a huge load? I was so surprised and it actually excited me a lot because what the hell was that? LMAO, anything is appreciated. Um, So dicks obviously pulse when they, when they orgasm, but she says her exact words here are, I literally felt like a vibrating sensation and for just a second, his dick legitimately tingled in my mouth. I think she's describing something that isn't the normal orgasm experience. It's hard to say. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it, she, it's implying that there's some sort of vibration that's quicker than, you know, twice a second or whatever would be the normal. What is it when you have waves that are like overlapping each other and, you know, one wave shows some frequency modulation and another wave shows another like, uh, yeah, it's like there's something on a reson- resonance. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Well, resonance is when you get two waves that are in phase. And so they're more powerful. That's right. or something. Yeah. Now, this is like you have one wave. And then on top of that wave, you have like these other mini waves that are, that are vibrating at a much higher frequency, or at least that's what I imagine she's trying to describe. Harmonics. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I don't. Maybe I mean, she's I don't just know. incompetent. Like, she might just be young and and confused. The Maybe only that. other thing this made me think is that like there is some, like, there is uh, a hormone or something. There's some chemical in semen that like people mm-hmm. report sometimes uh, gives them like a tingling sensation because it like causes muscles to contract or something like that. And so that's like a, one of the reasons why you, a person who swallows jizz will feel something in their throat for a period afterward. It's not just like a taste, like there's something, like there's some actual like uh, biologically active compound in there. That causes muscles to spasm? A little potentially? bit. Huh. Yeah, it'll cause like a tingling sensation because it's like it actually like is uh, 
inducing some reaction. And so like they'll, they'll get this odd feeling like in their throat that you actually can't get rid of very easily because you just, it has to finish impacting the muscles or whatever. Huh. And that takes like a few, several minutes. Yeah. So it could be that too. Like the, although like she, you would think she would have that experience every time, not just one time. Like, right. Yeah. She seems I mean, to be describing a unique experience here and I'm confused. Yeah, maybe the guy did a bunch of drugs or packed a, packed some, some drug down in the, his pee hole. There aren't things that I can do that are high frequency twitching down there. Like I can do the twitching that happens when I orgasm, but this came up last episode when we were talking about squirting. Like I couldn't squirt my urine if I wanted to, like I can pee and then I can stop and then I can restart, but I, I couldn't do that multiple times a second. Uh, that's right. That's, I mean, all, and also this is why it's actually quite difficult visually for someone to, well, say a woman to fake an orgasm, because if you look at the contractions, you can tell when they're not the right distance apart because it's just right. too hard to do it. Right. Yeah. So this is probably just like this person got really excited and, uh, you know, had a completely normal experience, but, uh, misinterpreted it. That would be the. Yeah. I think she's young and her word choice is weird. And yeah. Okay. All right. There's nothing interesting to discuss there. All right. This person says, <laughs> you'll like this one. This, this one is right at our wheelhouse. Why is the guy so distant after sex? I've hooked up with this guy twice. Once after clubbing, second time he invited me over. The sex is great. And it's very clear that there's no feelings behind it. But right after he, right after the sex, he becomes a different person during sex. He's clearly enjoying mm. it a lot, but the only compliments he makes is you're so tight. And after sex, I told him you're really good. And all he said was good to know while laughing. <laughs> right after sex, he does that cuddle, no pillow talk. And then we just have awkward small talk sitting on his bed until he orders me an Uber. <laughs> don't get me Jesus. wrong. I don't want a relationship or anything, but I feel like the least you could do is cuddle for a bit. The thing is during the thing is during the sex, I'm enjoying it a lot. But then because it's so awkward and unintimate afterwards, it kind of taints my image of it. So I go home feeling kind of empty inside and not as happy as I could be. I'm trying to figure out if this is a, is normal for sex outside of relationships or, or if there's anything I can do to get more intimacy, since that's what makes the sex more enjoyable for me. Yeah, this is a woman who apparently is unaware of the post concept of post-nut clarity. It sounds like it. And also she's having, she's struggling with what she, what she actually gets out of the experience, right? Well, I mean... It seems like the lack of intimacy after, which of course is predictable if you've hooked up with some guy twice, and what were the two conditions? Once after clubbing, second time he invited me over, which presumably means just a LNBC. Do you know what, do you know what that stands for? Late night booty no. call. Yeah. Oh, late night booty call. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I mean, he, he's not even pretending that he's going to be offering intimacy at any point. And so her expectation or hope for that is a little bit... Uh, aspirational. When you say offering intimacy, like I immediately, like that, I, to me, that's the opposite, right? In the sense that like that feels like a term that you encounter, like on seeking arrangement or something like that. Intimacy is like a code word for sex. But, so you mean something different, right? You mean offering intimacy. You, is I there another word for that? This is actually a really great point. I think when women say they're offering intimacy, that means sex. And when men say they're offering intimacy, at least when I say it, I mean, I'm offering pillow talk and caring about how your day at work went. Oh, okay. That, and that actually makes sense. So intimacy is like a code word for like the thing you want. <laughs> the, the thing that, that the thing that the person saying it doesn't want to do and that the person of the opposite sex wants. Yeah. I mean, the only flip side I can say on that is like, there's an, like there is this whole like a uh, GFE girlfriend experience situation where right. like, yeah. there, well, there's just a higher amount of intimacy that some, uh, like, uh, well, yeah, there's another word needed there, right? Because like sometimes men, I don't totally understand why, but when they're paying to have a sexual experience, they want it to more resemble, uh, yeah, a girlfriend experience. In other words, something with uh, kissing and um, perhaps him performing oral on her, et cetera. Uh, and uh, they want to do that with uh, somebody, there, a sex worker. Uh, and then that's also considered probably intimate, right? Well... There was actually a big discussion about what GFE, girlfriend experience, means. And people hmm. had wildly differing opinions on it. Some people said it meant, yeah, you know, like you go on a date first and you 
you know, spend time with each other and, you know, text each other and, you know, have more of a, I guess, emotional connection. And then people on the other side of the spectrum said, no, that just means that she's willing to kiss you during sex. And That's what I thought. And non-girlfriend experience prostitution means, yeah, there's there's actually not not any kissing. And so there was this big debate about <laughs> what it means when somebody says girlfriend experience. And I actually kissing don't it. know. It's a colloquialism. And it, so it just depends how people use it. And I ha- I haven't... Uh, been in spaces that use this term enough to have a strong opinion on on what the normal usage, what the normal meaning of GFE is. I really think it's the latter. It's 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 uh it's you know as I said it's um kissing and then d a t y. Do you know what that is? No. Dinner at the Y. <laughs> oh, dinner at the Y. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Is this, so oral. is this your preferred term? I know you hate the expression. No, no, out. no. D A T Y I find really amusing and kind of <laughs> kind of gross. But uh Okay. Yeah. Okay, is there so, any expression for cunnilingus that you can tolerate? Probably just oral. Okay. Okay. That I can tolerate. Yeah, no, it's the it's the specific thing of eating out. That term implies that like there's something in there that you're trying to eat and <laughs> remove. And that mm-hmm. that makes me think of like the Jolly Rancher story and so forth. Like it's just not okay. something I wanna uh think yeah, for about. The uninit- for the uninitiated, oh, don't no. Google the Jolly Rancher yeah. story. <laughs> That's right. Uh so yeah, but so uh Okay, so so anyway, there's there's this girl- girlfriend experience thing and this woman is yeah, what's interesting to me. And this must be like a difficult line for women to walk is that like, obviously she, um, she wants to have sex with someone. Uh, she enjoyed yes. the sex part, but like she's having difficulty coping with the reality that like, it's not that, you know, makes her feel bad about herself or something. If, if it doesn't come along with like some other stuff. Uh, think, and this is something I, men struggle with less, but it's not zero men yeah, can have was, some struggle here, but yeah. I was just going to say, I've had. Um, a handful of one night stands in my life. And uh, yeah, I always kind of feel crappy the next day. Now, part of that might be (laughs) hangovers um, and not getting much sleep. But I think, yeah, part of it is just it feels, I don't know, like, I don't think humans are meant to operate in that mode. uh, Where you have sex once, and then it's just the physical thing. And then you break apart and never see each other again. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's some ambiguity about whether you'll see each other again. There's a, a, you, you've, you've unfortunately caused me to like, I've now probably in my life used TikTok for a combined, like maybe eight hours, which is really embarrassing and shitty. It is. is. It's not that it's, I mean, you can acknowledge that their algorithm is impressive and, and, and scary, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's bad for your brain. I don't, I don't think it's just that. I think it's that like a lot of it, it's, there's this unfortunate thing where I think a lot of the creativity in at least American culture right now is going into young American culture is going into TikTok. Absolutely. And so the content there is actually pretty compelling compared to like what you would see on TV or even YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, it's, and I say it's unfortunate because it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to access that content without having to sit there and and like, you know, be uh, addicted by their algorithm. It would be nice yeah. if you could just do searches and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can follow individual contributors. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to say is there is a uh, user on there. It's a woman who there, there are these various like, of course, like uh, because it tracks what you follow, like a substantial percentage of what I get on there is just like women uh, saying like um, euphemistic things for sex. Uh, they mm-hmm. have to be careful because they'll get banned, I think, if they're too explicit. Yeah. Uh, there's this one woman who answers questions about what she likes to put in her pink canoe and her brown canoe, <laughs> <laughs> which is just stupid. I mean, like, yeah, pink so canoe just, is, a, is a good euphemism. Brown canoe is it's more like a brown, uh, right? Like it's like a life a, raft or brown, uh, inflatable. Tube. It's like brown yeah, inner, tube. inner tube. Yeah, exactly. A ring, a ring makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this there's but there's this other one who she's yeah and there's this woman who like has these like long insufferable things about uh, apparently she had a procedure done on her where uh, some kind of some sort of vaginal procedure and they cut a nerve in her clit or going to her clit or something and she's obsessed with getting the clitoris clitoral anatomy put into anatomy textbooks properly which is good for her but like it's just video after video about this. <laughs> 
Well, and hold I don't, on yeah, a second. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her clit was damaged in a surgery? Yes. And yes. now her crusade is to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else? Yes, because it's because she wants doctors to know, and I now know it uh, because I've seen like seven <laughs> of her videos, that the interior structure, and this makes sense, the internal structure of the clitoris looks like the internal structure of the penis. It mm. has like, and, and oh, and importantly, as I learned from her, the nerve runs, I don't remember if it's on the top or the bottom of it, but it's on the sort of exterior part of it, right? Like, so in other words, if you just nick the clit with like a scalpel, you can cut the uh, the important part nerve. of it. Exactly. You can mess the nerve up. So she wants people to, and fair enough. Like I don't, uh, that's fine. It's well, just the, like, I understand yeah. why she's upset, but yeah, like if my penis was damaged in surgery in a way that lowered <laughs> my sexual pleasure, I would be extremely upset. I am not sure I would take to TikTok to launch a crusade, uh, issuing PSAs to all would-be penis surgeons uh, yeah. to be careful. This makes me think. This makes me think that maybe what I should start doing, I wonder if there's a way, there's probably, I'll investigate this. There may be a way to, in addition to sharing with our listeners, uh, porns, there may be a way to involve some of these TikToks, uh, since that is like the more popular social media platform anyway, yeah. in, in our, in our yeah. podcast and I can just save them and then we can discuss them anyway. So there's this, there's another one. It's not the pink canoe, brown canoe woman. It's not the clitoris <laughs> woman. There's another one who, uh, has, um, she's obsessed with men knowing that it is more pleasurable for a woman to, if the man quote unquote docks his penis inside of her, she's using euphemism. So she likes to use the word dock. Uh And then instead of like thrusting in and out being that like your penis, like, you know, is visible and then invisible and visible, right? So it's coming completely out instead, like you keep it there and then you sort of thrust in to basically do more of a rubbing action inside the woman's body. Okay. And this makes sense because it's like going to give her more external stimulation, which for most women is more compelling. Actually, virtually all women is more compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, part of what she, part of her rationale here is to get to the long story short, yeah. uh, is to, uh, is she's talking about the plunger effect and how like er, in early mankind, uh, because so many different men would be having sex with the same woman, the way competition would happen, uh, is you would actually try to plunge out the other man's sperm. And this is, uh, this is a little difficult because I'm trying to do it from memory, but this is uh, in, uh, in contrast to, for example, gorillas where the woman is much smaller than the man and uh, the male and the male, and I'm using woman and man, which I know would infuriate uh, any sort of trans uh, rights advocates out there. The female and the male, the female is much smaller and that's because the male is larger so we can fight off other males. But in humans, we're around the same size because the way human males do sperm competition is not by fighting off the other males. It's by having this weird plunger-shaped penis that plunges out the semen from the vagina. And that's all to say that maybe you're wrong and actually men are supposed to ha- be like having gangbangs constantly with 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 with, with human no. women. Yeah. <laughs> no. There are several problems okay. with this. Okay. Not the least of which... Docking is not a euphemism. That is an actual sex term. And maybe she's not aware of it because it's a fairly advanced homosexual technique. Uh, oh, you're talking about the thing where you uh, your foreskins get connected or whatever? <laughs> yeah, the royal you, yes. Okay. Fine, but she's well, she's just trying to be use a euphemism uh, yeah, that will pass right. the TikTok yeah, that's algorithm. Not important. The, the important part is whether men are meant to be having lots of frivolous sex. Well, and whether like generally, and you know, their books, uh, you and I knew someone uh, a number of years back who was taken in by a man who wanted her to be polyamorous. And one of the things he did, and it worked by the way, he got to have her and another woman for a period of time. Uh, and the one, the, one of the things he did is he had her read a book called Sex at Dawn, which I read and it was interesting. Uh, yeah. And basically <laughs> that was the thesis of that book as well was, was that like actually like, you know, prehistoric man, like lived in these communities and like basically all the men fucked all the women a lot. And, and it yeah, was yeah. whoever had the best plunger effect won. Well, maybe it's whoever had sex with her last or the, or, or, or oh, yeah, there's one other argument. They, see, part of this I think is com- some kind of like woke social thing. Uh-huh. They're, they're, in other words, they're trying to empower the woman in the situation. So one of the claims that this TikToker makes, and it's made elsewhere as well, of course, is that the woman 
can then select which guy's sperm she wants by mm-hmm. when she has an orgasm because that causes the cervix to dip into the no, apparent, uh, you know, like large pool of sperm in her uh, in her vaginal tract. I'm just giving you the uh, right. The Sorry, D- don't shoot the messenger here. Right. <laughs> okay. So the theory is she has sex with three men in a day. She could like accurately choose which semen reaches her eggs. Yeah, think about it because she because no. first of all, no, but think about There's it. There's some risk here. With, but go ahead. Okay, she has sex with three men. They're all using uh-huh. this very clever plunger technique, probably also because they're uncircumcised. So they they're doing like this nice plunger technique where they it they works dock better fully. If you're if you're uncircumcised. Well, I th- it doesn't. It's not that it work, would work better. It's that I think that the motion of sort of, as the TikToker says, docking and then sort of moving, keeping the penis fully inserted, but moving that way, I think is a more compelling action for an uncircumcised man than a circumcised man. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm, yeah, like I, I jump ahead without establishing the foundation. <laughs> I've got so much knowledge here, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's so, hear it, Doctor Mike. Yeah, so they're all uncircumcised. And then the idea is, so you have this succession of men who are doing this plunging action. They're they're doing it correctly, but then one of them, she has an orgasm. Of course, it would have to be after or at the same time as his ejaculation, right? And then she, you know, gets that semen into her cervix, and then it doesn't matter because she's had her orgasm. Of course, this would augur very strongly against the women who think they have like 47 orgasms a day, right? Because then it would be, you know, then they're losing control of which guy gives them. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Great point. They're just constantly orgasming. Then like, it's going to be whoever's there, right? (laughs) I'm just saying like, it's coherent. It's The story's coherent. Like, uh, you, you have sex with five men. They do it in this clever way that's plunging. And only the man number four gives you an orgasm, and that's the one who you are uh, willing to accept the sperm. Would women in this hypothetical world, wouldn't they prefer to have many sexual partners? Or they would be sort of ambivalent about having many sexual partners because they could. In fact, there might be some advantage because they wouldn't know which one of them was the dad. And so maybe they would all feel some obligation to. I think that was part of the claim. I think that was part of the claim of the book Sex at Dawn was that maybe they, they wouldn't even have known who the father was. And so then it's like the woman is still, but the woman could still be selective, right? Because she could select like the most compelling man because she wants to have his kid. The most compelling five men. Yeah. No, no, no. She would, but of the five men, she would select, she's selecting which one to have the orgasm with because he's right, going to be the one. Why is she having sex with the other four? Uh, maybe she doesn't have a choice because they're dominating her. Maybe she just loves, you know, maybe prehistorically women want to have lots of sex with many, multiple. It, it, I mean, look. You yeah. can make an argument that it gives women agency in a culture where rape is much more common. Uh, yeah. Or, or it's just like, that's how their, that's how their culture worked was it's like, you know, women are supposed to have sex with lots of men. And I see. I'm not sure. There's a couple things here. One is that it's definitely the case that if a woman really wanted to and wanted to be a good soldier here and was okay with abortion, uh, she could uh, test this and see whether who she had the orgasm with controlled uh, whose baby she had or who's, who she got a fetus she got. So there is like an actual scientific test that could be done here. Uh, it'd be kind of rough, but it's possible. Um, and secondly, like you don't know how malleable these preferences that women have are to like the culture they live in, right? So maybe if a woman... If a girl grows up in a culture where it's like, yeah, you know, mommy has sex with t- 10 different guys and that's just yeah. how it is. Like she would just be like, oh, okay, that's how it is. That's getting, yeah, no, that gets normalized. Right. Yeah. And like you would get a lot of affection because there's like 10 different guys around. Like, it, I don't know. Like, so that I'm not sure that women would have that strong of a pre- preference for monogamy in such a situation, but it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's so, certainly lots of mammal uh, types. There's lots of mammals that have much more promiscuous sex. Um yeah. yeah, I, I would. Know. Yeah, I would. I would bring this video up uh, at a subsequent episode. I'll, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll remember if I see her again. I'm actually trying to use TikTok less. <laughs> it's such a waste <laughs> With of mixed time. Results, yeah. It's tough because it's it is uh, it is impressively addictive. Uh, I'm yeah genuinely impressed with it. And I think that the way I mean I think our minds are getting less and less capable of tolerating boredom, right? So you're standing in line at the grocery store for ten seconds, you just pull out your phone. Like people even do it at crosswalks; they pull out their phone and just look at it. And TikTok yes. is positioned perfectly because their content is so small; it's really easy to just 
take bite-sized chunks of garbage. Well, and the content and the content is reliably amusing and good. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 like saying, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch TV. It's just like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's sort of almost definitionally good because it's perfectly tuned to you. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I've been, whatever, talking about TikTok too much. But yeah, I feel pressure to like skip things that I don't want to see more of. But sometimes I don't want to. And then yeah, TikTok, TikTok can't be fooled. It knows if you like it because they use all kinds of things in their algorithm. It's not just whether you like it. It's how long you stay. You know, I think they can tell if you scroll and look at the comments and stuff. It's sinister. Sure. sure. Okay. This person says, I hate feeling my f- insides whenever I finger myself. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I really hate having to touch all the texture inside my vagina. So I prefer other things slash someone else's fingers to go inside. I've wondered about this in the past. I mean, I can't really tickle myself and it's really nice. That's not what she's saying. No, I know. It's really nice that I can masturbate myself, but this woman (laughs) presumably can't tickle or masturbate herself. No, Uh, she can't. Okay. Sure. You're going to say she can do clitoral stimulation. She just can't do inside. It's not that she can't, it's not that she can't do it. It's that like, she's grossed out by the meat. Sure. And I am in the moments after, you know, in the post-nut clarity, it's not, it feels a little weird in there. Like I, I understand her, you know, visceral wait, reaction wait. there. When after you nut in a woman, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you, you can, you, you don't like having your penis in there. No, that's totally like, fine. I'm talking okay. about like, let's say in the minutes after you are helping them also reach climax. Uh, sometimes oh, oh, digital penetration is required and it's always like, all right, well. That, yeah. I, I, I can see that being compelling though, because it's like you get like a more, as a guy, like it's like, you know, it's uh, it's the classic thing of you only have access to that, that equipment a certain number of hours a week. So you're like, oh, yes. yeah, I can. Uh, yes, but the, those those hours I would prefer to be in the moments before TikTok. and after orgasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the moments before and orgasm, not after. No, but I, uh, I think you should reconsider that because the, because you can like in, in the post-nut clarity situation, yep. you could look at, you could, you could think about it more scientifically and kind of enjoy yourself that way. I mean, if you can separate, yeah, you, you know, you can separate from the fact that you're supposed to be giving pleasure. That's hard because- yeah. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I want to investigate this structure here. She's like, uh, I'm trying yeah, to get I off. Think she, if I think if I was like experimenting around to see if I could, you know, reach up to the cervix or we discussed on a, a few episodes ago, try to feel her feces uh, through to her colon. You know, mm. if, I'm, if I'm doing these sorts of things, uh, I think she may detect that my heart is not totally into uh, getting her off. So uh, I'm giving her a medical exam. Have you noticed? Uh, so I learned recently that uh, the anterior and posterior fornix, which is the spots kind of uh, behind the cervix, in other words, like the cervix protrudes from the uh, the surface of the interior of the vagina, and then like there are these spots where it's like you're going deeper than the cervix, sort of. I mean, it's not exactly like that, but you're kind of touching part around it, the part that it protrudes from. And apparently like, you know how there's like a spot on the side of your cheek that if you push it with your tongue, like saliva will come out or you like yes. start. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Everybody like discovers that when they're a kid or whatever. And apparently this is sort of the same as like when your penis goes deep. I don't know if you're able to go this deep, Keith, but uh, uh, I am. When something, okay, good. Uh, it actually creates lubrication. And I've noticed that before. Like I've, I think everybody, every guy's noticed that's like the like when you get fully in there, like suddenly it becomes more lubricated. And I think this is the reason is because actually like when you put pressure on this part, uh, it causes more lubrication to come out elsewhere. In other words, it's not that you're going in and accessing the lubrication, which is actually a, what I thought. And maybe that that's what I, that's what I thought anyway, until like two weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah. Apparently like you're, triggering you're actually pushing some sort of interesting. So huh. that's another one you could sort of play with. You could see if you could trigger it and then feel uh, the increased lubrication. At this time, which is at this time of the of the intercourse, I am. I guess it's not intercourse. In this in this time of the sexual encounter, I we've normally been having sex for some amount of time. Ah, yes. so she's already quite wet, so it would be hard to tell if you could get like a tampon or something and dry her out. Okay. Just to this test is good. It. Yeah, no, this is all really good advice. So so what will happen <laughs> is she'll ask me to help her masturbate basically and that'll be like well hold on let me just uh get a tampon out and my rubber gloves and uh my 
uh, graph paper here so that I can do a couple experiments. I don't know. I could see a woman being actually interested in that. I dated a girl who had met a guy who wanted to give her a medical exam. Like his kink was he, he wanted her to come and he had like a table and he put out, you know, whatever that clean paper is. And then he just wanted to like sort of poke and prod at her. Um, and she did, did it. She, she did it? it. Yeah, she did it. And then she reported to me. She reported to me before this happened. And then she reported to me that she was going to do it. He wanted to meet at a hotel room. I was like, I don't know if you should do this, but she did anyway. And then she reported that she sort of liked it and she met him again. And I, yeah, I don't know if, they, if, a, if, if a third engagement happened, but um, yeah, he just sort of poked and prodded and. I guess you liking that. I've, uh, I think I may have said this before on the podcast. So like, there's like a, uh, like when you go to the dentist or the doctor, like there's, it's very like, there's yeah. a, an element of that can, that can be very calming. I mean, obviously if you're going to the doctor, cause they're like checking, you know, like going to inform you, you have cancers. I mean, that's not calming at all, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like a normal checkup where they're like, they seem like they know what they're doing and they're like touching your body in various ways. Like that can be very relaxing. And so now having it be an amateur and you're a woman and you're doing it in a hotel room, that might not be as relaxing, but I guess she was attracted to him. So, yeah, I don't remember the details there. I think I would prefer to have sex with a woman than receive that kind of exam. Although, yeah. I'm well, they're pretty sure. different, right? I mean, this one's like more yeah, meditative. Yes, it's, this it's is a like your just... experience, right? Like a back massage and having sex are different experiences. You can't mix apples to oranges. Unless you go to an AAMP, uh, which apparently stands for apartment, Asian apartment massage parlor. That's hard to believe. But anyway, maybe, you know, you know I what I'm talking about. I've never, no, I mean, I know the concept you're talking about. I've never heard that acronym before. AAMP, it's also called a rub and tug. Yeah, we know that one, or you pointed out that one to me when we walked by it in San Francisco. Not only that, uh, maybe you weren't there when this happened, but we were one time I was standing there. I wasn't planning to go in, but I saw this like uh, maybe 60 year old man walking across the street and he runs over and then in the door, he was trying to do it without being noticed or something, but actually tip to, by the way, the word for these guys is mongers tip to mongers. Uh, when you run into the AAMP, it's obvious what's going on. Like it's much better to just stroll in like you own the place. So anyway, yeah, that draws, you're going to draw attention to yourself if you do that. Um, so, uh, that, how yeah, does a that's, place that's like that, that do you have any, I mean, this is off topic, but do you have any intuition for how a place like that in San Francisco is allowed to operate? Does the government just not care? It's sort of decriminalized. There's a certain amount, uh, apparently like uh, there's a certain amount of, uh, government officials themselves using the facility. <laughs> But also it's just difficult to police because if you send a policeman in there, they will, you know, they have some protocol where they will lie and claim they're just giving a massage. And it's ultimately like really difficult to actually know whether someone's being massaged, which, you know, is, are you massaging their penis or the rest of their body? Right. And so I think like, uh, and, you know, honestly, like the other thing is, well, okay. I know from looking at various subreddits that, uh, more than just hand jobs happens in these places. But like, if it were just hand jobs, like I, I don't see why that should be criminal personally. Well, I mean like that, that's yeah. a different, that's a different discussion though. Like I don't think it should be criminal either, but I think it is. No, there's a, yeah. But there's a certain amount. I mean, there, there are always, uh, there's the, there's where the legal line is, but then there's where the enforcement line is. And there are always yeah. uh, activities that are allowed, like, you know, going uh, 10 miles over the speed limit or whatever. And I think this right. kind of falls into that. Like, I, I don't think, you're very likely to get arrested unless you're the owner of the New England Patriots for trying <laughs> to get a hand job at a uh, massage parlor. And even if you did, like it's just such a stupid thing to go after you for. Now, if you're trying to, you know, have penetrative sex without a condom at one, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean that's a little bit different. So, right. Anyway, all right. Let's move on to the next topic here. Wasn't he? Wasn't the owner of the Patriots? It was something. This is not a new topic, but wasn't he? It was like something at Mar-a-Lago or was it, was he, was it tied to the, he was in Florida somewhere. Yeah. I okay. think. Yeah. But it, yeah, there's yeah. just a, there's a, it's, it's actually a little bit like that thing I saw in San Francisco. There's like a picture of him kind of like secretly or maybe not so secretly <laughs> going in and the whole, like part of it, I think we have discussed this before is like, why, if you're that wealthy, can't you just like have an escort come 
to your hotel room and what, what are you doing? Like, why are you? Yeah. And also like there's a, there is a real issue of human trafficking with these places. Sure, 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 sure. And so yeah, it's a well, little bit, yeah, it's like, yeah. One nice thing about making prostitution legal is that you can start cracking down on some of the more uh, disturbing aspects that are often attached to it and are hard to crack down on because yeah, you have to get through the first layer before you can get to the second layer. And yeah, the second layer you can, nearly exists because the first layer is illegal. You can. I'm given to understand though that, for example, in the counties of Nevada where it's legal, mm-hmm. uh, and of course it's legal in many European countries, but I, I'm more familiar with the situation in Nevada. Uh, because of the regulation and so forth, the fact that you're in a brothel where you have to pay the house, uh, like getting a hand job there is hundreds of dollars. Like it's expensive. Yeah. And so guys are still going to, you know, so, so even in Nevada where this is legal, there's a huge, uh, you know, kind of illicit escort business because when the money is all paid to the woman, something that might cost $700 now costs 200 or 300 because you're right. paying directly. So, right. Of course, right. it's going to be less safe and so forth. But yeah. 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 Uh, this person says, my boyfriend cried during a hand job. Hey guys, we 22 year old female and 22 year old male have been together for around nine months. Although it has just been recently since we started having sex by choice. And the last time we had sex, I was giving him a hand job while kissing him. And he suddenly started to cry. I was scared and asked him if there's anything wrong. And he just said, no, just hold me. So I held him and kept kissing his neck while masturbating him. And he started to kind of laugh and cry at the same time while holding me so tight and close. It made me feel so in love with him and so special and honored that I could make him feel things this intensely. We had our great sex. And later that day, he told me that he don't know why he cried and that he was just overwhelmed and felt things he's never felt before. Love, emotional yeah. connection, emotional safety, felt like he's good enough, etc. <laughs> and said that it felt so intense and emotionally comforting to him. That makes me feel so proud and honored. Like he's the sweetest guy and I love him so much. I'm also his first. That bearing the lead there a little bit. Is it common for guys to cry when they feel this intense? I've only dated emotionally unavailable, toxic, heartless kind of appearing guys before him. And this feels so special to me. I love him so much. Yeah. Are you, are you familiar with this theory that, uh, basically, um, a relationship between a man and a woman can be divided into the period of time before the man cries in front of the woman and after, and the important difference being afterward, uh, she's basically looking for another partner. Like it's, yeah, like basically, maybe that's too strong, but basically like something important gets destroyed in her uh, appreciation of him. Are you familiar with that theory? I am not. That sounds like something that you would see on red pill forums, which is not to say that it's not true. Um, or true in many cases. Uh, I believe there's some data behind it, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Have you seen the episode of, uh, Louis, which was the four, four season long, uh, sitcom that Louis CK did probably can't see it on TV anymore. (laughs) He goes on a date with a woman and they go to, I think an ice cream store and they're just eating their ice cream. And these four sort of hoodlums come in and kind of, like mock him or something. And he sort of makes the judgment in his mind. What am I supposed to do? There's like four of them. Like, what am I going to like stand up and fight? And so he just sort of like ignores it. And the moment passes. And later on in the date, the woman says like, Oh, I thought it was sort of unattractive that you didn't stand up for yourself. Right. (laughs) And yeah, this notion that men, it's supposed to be like more and more okay that, you know, men can be sensitive and, uh, you know, express more classically female emotions is there's, there's this sort of groundswell of support for that kind of behavior. But yeah, I wonder if when men do something that's super emasculating to themselves, if it um, is hard for many women to avoid the, the, the sort of subconscious negative sexual selection that that must deliver. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's right. Like it, it, uh, and I also, first of all, this, this thing that I saw, uh, there is some amount of like survey data or something behind the notion that women find this more unattractive than men, than they let on. Um, and yeah, it, it, there's some, there's some reason, there's some logic behind it. I mean, similarly to maybe there might be some equivalent, the opposite direction. Like maybe it's that, if the man sees the woman not having like shaved certain body parts or maybe without her makeup or 
like, oh, you no, know, a great example that we've talked about on the podcast in the past is like, uh, uh, and, and you've actually like, yeah, I mean, like something involving like toilet behavior. Like if the woman is not careful enough about pooping, uh, all of a sudden, like he's, she may be permanently less attractive. Yeah. Uh, there's no more him. sexual. Uh, yeah. It's sort of demystifying, right? Like it's. Um, right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, less so I of, think- sort of like a fantastical sexual object and more of just a human, <laughs> which of yeah. course it, you know, our intelligent mind should be able to like recognize that people can be, you know, multiple things, but, uh, you know, we are still animals and overcoming some of our instincts around that is, is hard. Well, and it could also, I mean, there could, it also could be adaptive. It's like you're, you're identifying that there's something, this person doesn't understand the, uh, the requirements. I mean, I understand like people want to have perfect intimacy or like they have some idea of perfect intimacy, even though that kind of grosses me out where, uh, they, you know, we're, you know, we, we don't hide anything from each other, but, uh, yeah, I mean, people still, there's certain like hygiene and other things that are required. And ultimately like men may be held to a standard, maybe not of physical hygiene with like body hair or something like that, but like emotional hygiene that men are held to. And yeah, if you, if you violate that, I, I, I thought about when I encountered this, um, information, I thought about whether like I felt that I'd had that experience in my life. And I don't think so of like somebody treating me very differently after some kind of emotional experience, but it's possible. I'm not sure. Um, it seems, and it seems plausible to me that like that would, uh, that would happen. Obviously, uh, I'm much more uh, inclined to hide all my emotional, uh, experiences uh, and so forth because I dislike intimacy so much. So it's I easier have, for me. I've had an experience like this. I can't oh, yeah. remember if I've told the story on the podcast before or not. Um, I was dating a uh, young lady. Uh, she must have been early twenties. Maybe I, th- I think she maybe I think she was like twenty three or twenty four, and I was in my late thirties at the time. And uh, Hot. yeah, she was. Uh, she was definitely extremely attractive. Anyway, uh, I went over to her apartment and we had sex and then we went to take a shower together, a hot shower. And this has only happened to me <laughs> once in my life, but I felt felt very lightheaded once I got into the shower and I was like a little confused by it. And, you know, so I like sort of put my hand down for a second and then because I've never fainted before in my life, I was like, ah, oh, this must be just some passing thing. So I just sort of ignored it. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up and I'm like on her bathroom floor and she's like, are you okay? Uh, And she was really nice. You know, she, uh, you know, (laughs) got a cold towel or whatever. And, you know, was really nice for the, for the rest of the evening. But uh, I mentioned to a, to a friend at the time and he was like, Oh, you're never going to have sex with her again. And I was like, no, she seemed, she seemed fine with it. You know, it was embarrassing, but you know, we sort of had a laugh about it. He's like, no, like once she saw, I mean, you're already much older than her. And once she saw your ass, like butt naked, like passed out on our bathroom floor, like that does some sort of irreversible damage where she's no longer. Yeah. And so uh, I think we went on like one more date and she was sort of weird on that date, you know, sort of avoided or something. Like, I think she felt like, yeah, I think my friend was right. I think I, I basically did something that was so emasculating uh, that she wasn't able to like sort of view me as as sexually interesting anymore. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there are certain there. Yeah, ultimately, you were no longer an, a viable partner. Uh, as yeah. sort of like absurd as that seems, and like I, I think it could go both directions. I mean, yes, uh, men uh, appear to view women who poop as not particularly viable partners. So it's rough. It's rough both ways. Like it's uh, both, both genders have, have expectations that are kind of unreasonable for each other, but right. yeah. Um, all right. I think we have time for one or two more topics. Well, actually, hold on. What is going on with this boy? Like, like it sounds like, Oh yeah. So she said that, you know, she's like, he's like the sweetest guy and I love him so much. I'm also his first. So maybe he thinks, here's a few theories running through my mind. First, she could be making all this up. And this is like some fantasy of hers that like some man is so emotionally available and she doesn't know that like that's not actually something that she probably wants. Uh, It could be that this boy is simulating behaving like that because he thinks that that's what she wants. 
And then, you know, I guess option three is like he did actually feel overwhelmed by some sort of intense feeling of connection that caused him to like weep and cry and tell her that he felt love, emotional connection, emotional safety, and like he's good enough. But there's there's really no positive story here because I, like I think the most plausible one is something like, oh, I was, you know, I was a loser in high school. I was the the guy everybody made fun of or whatever in middle school, high school. And now finally some woman's given me a hand job. Thank you. And it like, yes, you're basically saying, oh, you're the woman who stooped low enough. It's just terrible. It's like uh, the messaging here is terrible. It's like, yeah, I mean, look, this is a, one, of, one of the, uh, I actually saw, oh God, I saw another TikTok. So embarrassing. <laughs> I got to come up with some euphemism yeah. for this. Two thirds of your stories are now starting with I saw a TikTok. I know, I know. It's good. It's good. And it'll I, be I, three quarters. Be careful. This is what uh, this is what psychological nudity is all about. Just being yeah. honest. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, fine. Doesn't matter what the source was, but it was a woman basically saying it was. I think she was addressing it to a man who had just gotten out of a long term relationship and was getting out there dating again. And she basically was saying, like, look, you should just go to our other thing we were talking about. You should just go like get a hand job at a massage Mm. parlor. And like, I sort of think that in this situation, it's like this dude, if he had had a way to get a hand job three times or five times, just pay a hundred bucks each time. Like this wouldn't be happening because he'd be like, Oh, but yeah, I mean like the first time I, okay. The first, I remember very distinctly the first time I got, uh, it was a blow, not a hand job. Uh, in high school, I had the fortune of dating somebody, uh, who really liked semen in her mouth. Uh, which was cool. Um, and, uh, it was in, um, it was in a car <laughs> anyway. Uh, but Very I didn't romantic. have any reaction like this. I actually, actually my reaction was, wow, it was harder to, it was completely scientific. It was like, oh wow. It was harder to get off with her doing that than it is beating off. I was right. Like, oh, that's interesting. Which I think is really common for men to have that experience with a blow. Yeah. It's harder. Yeah. And then the first time I had PIV, I was like, oh, it was easier. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, that was yeah. easier. Um, yeah, well, you can also control sort of, everything in PIV better than you can. I, yeah, I remember being like a little bit embarrassed because it was like, oh, like I'd never had an orgasm in front of somebody. Of course, she yeah. wasn't really looking at me. Uh, that's a thing. So if you're getting a handjob, she's actually watching you and that could be embarrassing, yeah. right? Um, Maybe that's like why the, the guy was wearing the black mask in, the, <laughs> exactly. in our intro video. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, like I, I do think that like this kid would have been better served to have some kind of an experience. Yeah, I mean, people can romanticize uh, your first, but I think for a guy, like it could be better to just pay for your first end experiences to avoid this kind of situation and to have a little more experience. Yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising he couldn't get that experience just on the internet with uh, porn, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. I, I'm yeah. I, it's really hard for me to relate to this notion of just being so overcome by some sort of emotion that I'm weeping as I'm more it is those are sort of orthogonal things for me and so I can't really relate right and I I would be much more likely just to be distant obviously yeah right yeah all right let's do uh one more here I'm not sure why I included this but all right attention fellas do y'all eat butt ladies feel free to answer too are women asking too much to receive oral via ass? Me and my boyfriend, 19, have been having this debate over the span of months now. My position, I'm not asking him to lick my ass every day after gym, work, or a long day, but it would be nice to have it tended to from time to time when he goes down on me, especially after a shower. I do not have any bowel issues. I have superb hygiene. I stay shaved and cleaned and even use wipes after every restroom use. I believe the butt is only as gross as you allow it to be. If you're with someone you trust... I've been with for a long time. I don't see the harm in wanting to receive pleasure from getting your ass eaten. His position. Women have too high of expectations to think that the average guy should be eating butt. He thinks it's not a part of sex and shouldn't be as casual as media makes it. My question is, what do y'all think? And are the typical men eating ass? Please let me know. The, the, one of the tells here, it was like the third to last point she made. It was nice. She had, it was like a, she had her contentions and her sub points. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. a good, good debate case she's laid out there. Mm-hmm. But I had a big problem with the point about um, someone you've been with a long time. Like the propensity for a guy to do an activity like this, if you've been with someone a long time, it declines with time, not increase. Right. Like right. it's the most compelling the first time you're with the woman, right? Yep. Like yeah. Like you'd yeah, be the you most want, likely. You want peak arousal and yeah. uh, newness. Wait, what's the word for newness? 
novelty. Novelty uh, yes. is a major, major factor in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like it's, you know, you're, but yeah, I mean, once you've already had, and per, this would be kind of a taboo, you're, oh, I'm, I've done this, but once you've done it once to the person, why, why do you have to do it again and again? And then, okay. So that, that's a major problem with her, her case here. And then secondly, uh, I don't, the thing, the other thing I don't really understand is what, why is she asking for this? I mean, it's not that pleasurable. Well, okay. She seems to think it is. And <laughs> Enough that she's having, you know, regular debates, formal, formal debates with her boyfriend about this. Um, and I think, I mean, I think she, she also makes a good point or, or maybe her boyfriend made this point. She mentioned the point that media portrayal of ass eating is, uh, is, is, is flowing right now, right? Like there's, there's more talk about it. Where? Mike's making a face as if it's not. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is what you get on TikTok. <laughs> Just constant ass eating. I, you know, I was going to say that show Euphoria. Uh, m- Maybe, but they actually, <laughs> I haven't seen all, all of the second season. And so I'm not absolutely sure. But yeah, there actually hasn't been any talk of ass eating on that show. I don't know. I feel like it's it's more discussed now than before. Um, but. Okay. I mean, look, here, let's ask it this way. Couples in their 20s, new couples in their 20s, what percentage of time do you think the man is eating the ass of the woman ever? Low, like under 5%. Ooh, okay. I bet it's like 25. I bet it's 25, but that's still way less than half or whatever. 25% of sexual encounters, the man licks the woman's asshole? No, 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 no. 25 of relationships the man has ever. uh, Oh, has ever? Yeah, I would go at like ten or something, but okay, I I, I take yeah. your point. Okay, we're haggling around the edges here. Yes, um, but yeah, so, the, so the, in that sense, her boyfriend is right. He's like, look, this is sort of non-normal. Now, if she wants to make it a deal breaker, and people make deal breakers out of different things, like some people require that their partner be willing to slap the shit out of them. Some partners may require their partner be willing to eat their ass. You know, every third sexual encounter. Some men require their partner to blow them from time to time right so like everybody has different requirements it's just that some are more unusual and harder to find people who are willing to do it than others so she just needs to make a call on that i think i read another reddit thread that was saying something about maybe maybe this maybe this is a future topic uh that men only consider performing oral on a woman if they or like the man performing oral on the woman has something to do with whether he considers her a candidate for a relationship. Have you encountered okay. this claim? Yes, I have. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, uh, maybe something similar to that, that it's like some kind of, I mean, although that one, that's one that makes sense. It makes sense to me why the woman would ask for that. Like, I don't, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me why a man would ask for his butthole to be licked either. Like it, other than domination. Well, setting aside that neither of I... <laughs> Neither of us feel interested in this. Some people seem to. I mean, I don't understand why it's compelling. But okay, it's I don't tough. think they're, yeah, they're. I don't think they're pretending. They might be confused, but they're not pretending that they that they think they want it. They actually think they want it. I think there's. I, yeah, I, but I think there can be a lot. I think that. Uh, I think that the things that women want, that women want in sex, a lot of times have a little bit more of a psychological dimension than the things <laughs> men want. That's not totally true because men want to dominate, but like this, yeah. this, this feels more like a socially mediated phenomenon where it's like they get really nothing out of it, but they've just like heard that they're supposed to want it or heard that it's a thing that can be asked for and they haven't like thought it through fully. Okay. I think this is a good place to stop. I think we should start our next episode talking about that because- that's sort of a that's sort of a lengthy topic, and I and I actually tend to agree with you on it, but we should we should give it the time it deserves. Sounds good. All right. Well, hopefully, this woman was able to convince her boyfriend that uh, she, she's worth the occasional lick. Uh, that's a wrap on episode sixty one of Your Mileage May Vary. Thanks to Mike for his insights, and thanks to you for your time. Should you be so inclined, and we hope you are, we can be contacted at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for feedback and always enjoy public questions for the show or even private ones. We'll catch you next week. Physique.
je fais et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me gueule 